Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Sunday, April 23rd at Keeneland. Just three days left in the spring meet after this card. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Late pick four will start in race six with Phillies and Mayors three and up in Maiden Claiming Company going seven furlongs. And Jim, where did you land? Now, this race is a little difficult. I, I, I basically landed on the horses that are dropping out of Maiden special weight um, back to this level because that's the biggest drop in horse racing, they say. And uh, There's no standouts here at all. Kind of landed on um, the Shima for Jonathan Wong, and even though she drops out of a maiden special weight, it was at Mahoning Valley. So she's run at 30,000 before at Turfway. Showed a great improvement last time out in that maiden special weight. Uh, And uh, the 58 buyer stacks up better than anybody else in this field. That's why she's 5-2, to two. Um, and she's got some speed, so she has a chance to take a wire-to-wire. The other horses, using on the outside, Melano for Ian Wilkes, dropping out of maiden special weight, just hasn't shown much at all, but big drop for those golf string maiden special weight races, and Ian's trying to get this horse back on track, and he's really good at it. Leferu takes them out. All in the call for Connor Murphy. A 53 buyer and a $30,000 claimer at Turfway and the Turfway shippers, especially in these claiming races, have done extremely well. I'm going to use a little Dixie for Ron Moquette, dropping out of a maiden special weight off a disappointing effort at Oakland after she did show some ability the first race, but uh, that race last time out, the winner came back and won, uh, just dropping this horse into a level where they think she could compete. And then John Ortiz has Jubilant Joni. Uh, dropping out of a maiden 50 at Turfway, so I'm going to use that one as well. I'm going to go five deep in here. I, I think the first race is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, I do too. I ended up taking Jubilant Joni on top. Uh, the horse has enough speed to get out of that one hole going seven furlongs, which is important. And it's a sharp barn, and uh, I think it gets overlooked a little bit, so it might help uh, the price. Gutierrez is a big upgrade as the jock on this one in this spot from the last time. So I took Jubal and Joni on top. Initially, I took Melano on top. Um, with the addition of blinkers, might show some speed for the Wilkes Barn, which had been red hot. And I'm like you, I'm kind of focusing in on the class droppers. Uh, Tashima, I, uh, I like. the Wong's had a couple of winners, uh, and this horse has good speed. Patty's Gal is another Wilkes horse dropping from Maiden Special. And then Little Dixie, uh, not wild about the off-the-pace style, but uh, Wilkes had one that got up from, I think, dead last yesterday uh, in one of these long sprints. So I'm going five deep when we get to the pick four, but I took Jubilant Joni on top. The seventh race, second level allowance, four-year-olds and up, mile and an eighth on the turf, and I think limited liability will be hard to beat if she's anywhere back or if he's anywhere back to where he was last year. Um, and Shug McGahee's Barnes turf runners have been firing, and this horse is one on this track. So I just think there's a lot to like about this horse. If, however, he would need one off the layoff, then it uh, gets really challenging. Uh, there's a bit of a price horse that I thought was a little intriguing. Highest distinction. Just on the wake-up last time in the race at Turfway off a layoff, we talked to Joe Talamo for Sunday's Today at Keeneland show. He believes the turf and the added distance will enhance this horse's chances. The two and courage really improved when McPeak put this horse on the grass last summer. So uh, that one's got to be respected. Um, Alex June has run well here. 
Um, and if you want to go deeper, buy me candy. Uh, I really like uh, Nacho Correas. His horses seem to, you know, always give you a good run for your money, but the horse is two for 23 lifetime. So limited liability for me in the seventh. How about you? Um, I like limited liability, but I don't think that uh, he's a slam dunk here. The problem I have with this race is there is absolutely no early pace. So I think that whoever takes this horse to the lead and hustles him up has a chance to go. It's a mile and eighth race, though. So uh, that's why I went with um, Diamond Candy as the top choice. I thought the last race at Turfway in a mile and a quarter showed some early speed and only got beat by a length of a quarter after contesting the pace or being just two lengths off of it the whole way. And Chamino, uh can get this horse in the race from the one hole, and I think uh, that's my pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade them as a liability a little bit just because uh, they're dropping this horse into an allowance race, trying to get back on track. But I think he's going to be overbet with Iret Ortiz, and, and Iret has not been running riding that well here. He's 14% right now, where he's usually over 20. I'm going to go with a price that you didn't mention either for my third choice in here, Bacuena for Darren Miller. Uh, the horse comes out of the same race as Buy Me Candy. So if I like that one, i got to like this one. And two back. A horse won at turf weight a mile and a quarter. So it's going to be uh, distance is going to be no no issue. The uh, last time he ran on the turf was at Keeneland, and he got beat uh, by two, two leaks or five and a quarter leaks to run second. And uh, a couple horses that came back out of that race uh, won. So when you use Buck Wayne at 15 to 1, I, I'm not convinced limited liability is that sort of price. Uh, and I'm also going to use Alex June, the three horse off those 86 and 88 buyers. So. I'm going to go one, three, six, seven here. And the thing about multi-race wagers, if limited liability is vulnerable here and loses, then uh, you could get a, a nice price in here. And I think a lot of people will maybe hone in on limited liability. So this will be the race probably to, to juice up a, a multi-race ticket if you can beat the favorite. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I thought this race, for a seven-horse turf race, which is very unusual, we don't get very many short fields in a turf race, um, but I thought it was... Very wide open. I don't think limited liability is a sure thing for, for by any reason. Let's move to the eighth race uh, and second level allowance. Non-winners of two lifetime three-year-olds going seven furlongs. I thought this was a two-horse race between King's Glory and Scotland. Could you find anybody else? No, it's a two-horse race. And uh, to keep my ticket there, I'm going to go ahead and single Scotland. Um, I, I read it's not been riding that well, uh, but Rosario is, is not is, is a little bit better at 17%. Felt the floor improved second time out after not running that well at Saratoga, but Scotland's race at Gulfstream was very impressive, and the second-place horse came back and, and won out of that one. And the horse got off slow and really finished well. So uh, I'm going to take Bill Mott and I read Ortiz and single here simply because it's a, it's a short field with only five horses. And it doesn't make sense to take 40% of it in a multi-leg wager. I think, I think you either single King's Glory or you single Scotland if you want to go deep in the others. So I'm going to single Scotland, take a, take a shot here that Mott's going to have this one ready to come back uh, on a second, second start. I think it's one of those two. I took King's Glory on top only because I thought you might get slightly better price. Uh, and the, the fact that this horse, I think, has more early speed and will be in front turning for home, and that might give him a chance to hold off Scotland. So it's one of those two, if you uh, want to consider anybody else or try to split them in the exact uh, uh, maybe B minor just off uh, the steady improvement for the McPeak barn. But 
it's hard to see. It's hard for me to see King's Glory or Scotland both getting beat in here. The ninth race is a one-mile turf race for three-year-old fillies, maidens. And uh, I thought this was kind of a wide-open affair. I ended up on after eight, who's 10 to one, but I don't think there's any way you'll get that with Pratt riding. Uh, This horse has a pedigree to go long and run on turf, and that's what she gets to do here, which she's only run once. That was last summer, and she was in a dirt sprint. So um, probably had no chance there. She's where she needs to be in this spot, and that price figures to get knocked down for the Delacour barn, which picks its spots well when they come in. Uh, Rosie Tomorrow's uh, Kitten's Joy offspring like this turf course, and it's Maker and Gaffley own. So not a great post, but uh, a lot to like otherwise. Give you a real price play in Red Jag for Paula Lobo. This horse showed nothing in two starts, but has a pedigree to run on turf as... uh, a son of Miz and Mast, by, uh, who was a s- sired by Cozine. And this horse gets to run on the turf for the first time and is bred to really like it. So just on that pedigree angle, I'm going to throw this one under my ticket. Um, Freitas the Red um, for McPeak. Pay attention to how Lovely Princess runs on Saturday because this horse worked with uh, Lovely Princess earlier this month at Keeneland and uh, held up very well in the work. And then uh, Botoro for uh, the Mark Cassie barn uh, coming up from the fairgrounds. So uh, I uh, think probably any of those can win. I'm going to actually uh, probably leave off one of them on the pick four ticket just for budgetary reasons. But I end up with after eight on top, but I think it's kind of a wide open race. How did you see the ninth? Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I ended up with uh, taking a price on top here. I think Rusty Arnold's horse. Uh, mended we stand at 15 to 1 on the outside is I think uh, Rusty surprises here he's, he's already won three races he's 25% um, this horse comes off some five furlong sprints so has a chance I think to get close to the lead from the outside there's no other proven early speed in here this horse is going to have speed coming off those five furlong races so I think Mendic we stand with Saez. He's going to hustle this one to the to the front and try to hang on. So I'm going to use him at 15 to 1. I'm going to use Rosie tomorrow's. I really like Major and Gafflione. But the outside post there is, is a question mark with maybe that speed inside. He's not going to be able to get to the lead from Mendic we stand. I'm going to use Boltoro for Marcassi. Two good seconds last time out at fairgrounds, but off the turf. Uh, has not shown as much. They want to run her on the turf, but uh, that turf course down there is not in great shape. So she did run well off the turf. I think she might have a future as a dirt runner um, based on those buyers. Radius the Red from a peak I'm using after eight for Delacour for all the reasons you said. And Summertime Rose for Joe Sharp and Ortiz coming off a couple of decent races at Turfway. And those Turfway shippers have done well down here. So I don't have a clue this race. I'm going six deep. All right, pick four time. I am have an eighty dollar ticket. One, three, four, five, ten, with two, three, four, six, with two, five, with one, two, four, twelve. Uh, Eighty bucks, and um, if limited liability wins, probably not going to make much of a profit, even if I hit the pick four. But if uh, that's why I went four deep in there, if I can get uh, limited liability beaten then I think you could have a, a nice pick four because the two uh, races on either end of the pick four, I think, are very wide open. How would you structure your ticket? 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I went five deep in the first leg, one, three, five, nine, ten, with one, three, six, seven, taking a stand with Scotland, the five horse in the feature, and then two, four, six, nine, eleven, twelve in the finale. And that is a $60 ticket, hoping to get a price, hoping Scotland is a uh, decent single. The uh, Keelan Turf Pick 3 bet starts in race 5 on the Sunday card, so make note of that. And that uh, is a that fifth race is a kind of a wide-open turf race again there with a full field. So uh, you got a chance to maybe catch a, a decent payoff if you can hit the Keeneland Turf Pick 3 on the Sunday card. Best of luck with that and all your wagers, and we'll be back for the first of our final three podcasts for the spring meet coming up for next Wednesday here on the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.